0: Hello, everybody Welcome back to another edition of the Solid Podcast with your man Doc Rock That is me In the last episode we talked about the conspiracy theory or the misinformation that moves around Discussing whether your devices listen to you And if from the devices listen to you If that is how your Facebook and Instagram and Amazon and all the available are able to target advertisements towards you in that episode i explained to you that they're not really listening but they use other techniques in order to get all the information and also for the most part we leave all this information out there in the streets by ourselves so if you ride along with me right now i'm going to show you how to lock down your phone and your computer to make sure you are not tracked by the google facebook microsoft amazon and verizon and more we're going to show you how it's done on this edition of the solid podcast good, people? It's your man CJ Fresh, battling the forces of whackness since 1982. You are now listening to the Solid Podcast, hosted by my main man Doc Rock. The Rock. The Solid Podcast をお届けいたします。Solid, This is the dumbest thing to take this long to put a podcast together. And here he is, my uncle Doc. Be smart. Believe me. Like we discussed in the last episode, you are being tracked. The most people that figure this out. You'll talk about something with your friends, and next thing you know, what you're talking about shows up in your IG feed or as a banner ad on the site you go to. And, yeah, I get it. It's scary, and it makes people think that they're being tracked or they're being listened to, but they're not. And, and we discussed that in episode one and showed you how to block it down. So let's describe the trackers again. So Google, Facebook, Microsoft, Amazon, Verizon They're kind of the the big ad companies And it's literally where these guys are taking what used to be a cookie What's known as a first party cookie A first party cookie does stuff like store your shopping cart So if you're like shopping on adidas.com And you throw a couple sweaters and some kicks into your cart And you come back Back in the day, your cart would be empty And you got to go find those items all over again Now you come back the stuff that you sort of left in the cart because the boss walked in the office, um, yeah, it's still there. Nothing gets lost. Or like if you're reading um, something or you're listening to even a podcast and you come back, sometimes you'll be able to start right at where you left off if you're listening online because those first party cookies would leave that information. It was nothing too crazy. And then these advertisers decided they needed a way to get information from other sites that you visit, not just the site that they own. So they invented what's known as a third-party cookie. So third-party cookies would talk to each other, right? So you would go to a, a site, right? Say say like Harley. Harley goes to Nike.com. He's checking out some size 13 Nikes. And then he'll go to like a different place that might be Nike-affiliated, right? And they're going to say... Well, he was recently at Nike, so here's information that you might be able to use to help target him here, right? So, um, for instance, uh, one good example would be a company like, uh, say, Gap versus Old Navy versus Banana Republic because they're the same company. So, your your size that you're looking for, your favorite colors and all of that stuff will track right along and they'll be able to send that information to the other site. So the other site has already a good handle on what you're into. So they'll present things to you in that matter. And that was the third party cookies would do. Well, Facebook went one level further and they invented what's known as the Facebook pixel. And so the pixel is so dope. It will actually track you across devices. So you could be looking at this stuff on your computer and then You'll say, okay, I'm, out, I'm done in the office. I'm finished screwing around, shopping at work. You jump in your car. Before you take off, you check the IG feed. You get a couple pictures in, and then you'll see that shoes in your IG feed because it has now tracked you from one browser, say, on your computer at work, to your device, which is your mobile handset, iPhone, you know, Samsung, whatever you have, uh, Huawei, I just like saying that word, and then when you get home, you open up the browser again and then in the middle of your Facebook feed, there's advertisements for Adidas again. Because now with Facebook Pixel, it can actually track you from home to work and back again. So basically how you set yourself up to make sure if you don't want to be tracked, how to do this. Now most tracking is, is advertising oriented. But there are some nefarious trackers out there. So for the most part, I think it's on the safe side, you block yourself from these trackers. If you find that you're missing content that you want, you go back and you adjust accordingly. So for instance, in an iPhone, go into settings. And then you select the app that you think might be tracking you, like Instagram and inside the settings and you click on, uh, scroll down all your apps that you have installed are an alphabetical list. So you click on IG and you'll see where it says uh, microphone and camera location. Instagram kind of needs that location so this is where it gets sketchy. Anyway, you turn on and off the things that you don't. Android, very similar. You go into settings, you go down to apps and then in the apps list you'll find IG, you click on that and you'll see what you have allowed them to track on you. Now, most of this tracking comes between your location services and things that you browse. So, in an Android for instance, by default, you're using a Chromium browser. It's something that's basically built on Chrome. And Chrome is probably the worst browser for trackers because the largest advertising networks are Facebook and Google, and Google owns Chrome. So they kinda let all the trackers run So they can get the information they need for Google AdSense. It kind of makes sense. And that's why Chrome is free. On a mobile device, I would suggest you check out an app that does mobile blocking like Firefox Focus. Firefox Focus is basically like the Firefox browser that we all knew and loved before they kind of fell off the map. And now they're making a great comeback. Um, It is a browser designed to be privacy forward. So if you download Firefox Focus for your iPhone or your Android, you just, not a lot to set up. You just basically use it. And it's already designed um, to do a lot of this blocking. It's built on the AdBlock code base, which we'll get into AdBlock later. And basically, as you go to sites, it automatically blocks the trackers, okay? Okay. the other thing that's really cool about Firefox Focus, if you're using an iOS device, you can actually use it as an ad blocker for Safari. So when you set it up, if you click on the gear icon that takes you in the settings, it will tell you how to turn it on so you can use it as an ad blocker to Safari. Now, as we talk about these blocking techniques and we talk about the browsers, we're normally gonna be talking about your Microsoft Edge, your Internet Explorer, your Chrome, Your Opera, your Firefox, Safari actually does a lot of blocking on its own. Now, this is not perfect by any shape or form, but a year ago, or maybe a year and a half ago, when the iPhone X came out, Apple made a point that they were going to be extremely, you know, privacy forward. Like after uh, the Obama administration went after them about trying to get a phone unlocked, they decided, no, they was going to take all the FBI subpoenas and all of that. They were just going to ride that to the gate. And they decided from that bad press or whatever that came out that they didn't want to cooperate that they were going to take that opportunity to make sure their privacy was very forward. So Safari has a lot of this stuff built in, but it's not... I mean, the guys that are working against it are working against it faster than Apple can keep up. So... If you're a Safari user There's still things That you can add To make it even tighter So we'll get into that When we get into The desktop browsing Which we'll actually Talk about now Most people's idea Of desktop blocking Is simply to use Incognito mode And incognito mode Is great for some Identity type stuff But it doesn't really Block you from trackers And as a matter of fact If you use one of the tracking plugins we talk about later and you turn on identity mode and say clear your cookies and then like watch your cookie folder as you're doing things in incognito mode. I think I said identity mode. As you browse the web in incognito mode, you'll actually still see cookies coming down and what they're sending. So in a in a desktop, there's a couple things you can do. One of the simplest ones is to use... A uh, privacy forward search engine Like DuckDuckGo In opposed to Google So if you go to I believe it's DuckDuckGo.com I'll make sure that the link is in the show notes If you use that to do your searches It's not keeping a Sort of trail of your searches And following along It's uh, It doesn't let that stuff out It kind of blocks that Okay So that's one way Another thing that I actually have installed on uh, on my Chrome, and I believe I even have it for Safari. Is there something known as AdBlock Plus? Now, AdBlock Plus was primarily created to block malware and like you know bad ads from coming up, where you would click an ad and the ad would install malware. But it also disables third-party cookies and dangerous scripts. And there's a lot of things that it can do besides just blocking these ads. So adblock plus is one of the best ways to tighten down your browser if you're using Chrome Firefox. You know, just go to uh adblockplus.org, that's adblockplus.org, install that plugin, and it will number one stop the crazy pop-ups, but number two it will let you know when you go to a domain that might be hosting malware and it will disable these third party tracking cookies that when you leave a site, you're leaving sort of breadcrumbs that say your age, your location, you know, what type of things you're into, household income, last couple things you bought. Some of you even give up your credit score, which is which is crazy. Now, another one And a good organization that's on your side is something known as the EFF, the uh, Electronic Frontier Foundation. Uh, The EFF has a really cool blocker known as Privacy Badger. Now, Privacy Badger is cool because when you install that into your browser, and again, Chrome, Firefox, there's no Privacy Badger for Safari because, again, Safari kind of does this. Um, Privacy Badger is dope because you install this and it automatically blocks things but what's really cool about privacy badger for those of you guys who won't know how to do this thing it will automatically learn your browsing habits and block things for you so maybe there was a site you went to and you didn't turn off a third-party tracker and you get to like your second or third site, it notices that that third-party tracker is following you around. It will block that tracker and delete the information that those cookies were about to send back for you. So that's kind of cool. Um, the Another thing that's really, really handy for this is there's an app known as Ghostery. Now, Ghostery is something that I've been using for a long time. Um, back when we were doing a nonstop podcast with Jerome, uh, we covered this. I want to say like circa 2013 or 14, because it's a really cool, basically plugin. So if you go to Ghostery.com, that's just like the Ghost G H O S T E R Y. What it will do is give you control of these trackers at a device level meaning when they hit your device you will sort of see what's being shared and then you can say okay i'll accept that one but i won't accept that like for instance when you see uh fbp underscore fbp in your cookies that's facebook pixel right so you want to basically block Facebook Pixel because Facebook are the biggest um, jack weevils in this situation because they do the most sharing and buying of information. So you want to kind of block that that pixel and you know that Facebook Pixel, right? So what Ghostery does is similar to AdBlock Plus or Privacy Badger. It gives you another layer of protection. Now, if you are a Safari user and you go to ghostery.com, you won't see Ghostery for Safari. You'll see something known as Ghostery Light. Now, Ghostery and all the things I've mentioned before—they're all free. And what's really cool about Ghostery is. Whether you're using Ghostry or Ghostry Lite, Ghostry Lite just is a smaller set of Ghostry because, again, Safari does a super fantastic job of protecting you from this stuff. It just adds to it. and makes it a little bit more beefy. It's like having seatbelts and airbags, right? Ghostry is able to do this stuff for free for you because a lot of companies, maybe even your company at work, in your servers... They pay for an enterprise level ghostry And from the money they make off the of enterprise level stuff They offer this as a sort of free service To, you know, people who might use this on their own And again, all of these links that I'm talking about Will be in the show notes So you don't have to memorize this If you're driving and you're trying to take notes Or if you like my buddy Troy I saw on the IG live feed Who said make a note to self To download a... They say you he want to download uh privacy badger, yeah. That you can just go to uh solid.fm and pull all these links from the show notes. I'll make sure everything is there. And again, there will be a follow up video that explains more of this with pictures and sound. Okay, now, one other cool thing, and I think this is probably one of the more important ones, is if you go to the EFF organization I talked about, EFF.org. They have something known as HTTPS Everywhere. And basically, this is a good one for those who are um, paying bills online, doing banking transactions, maybe logging into your kid's school to pay tuitions and things like that. You want to make sure that you're using secure links and a lot of times, strangely enough, especially on the government-oriented websites, they're really, really bad about the secure links. So... EFF.org has something known as HTTPS Everywhere. And you know when you're browsing and you see that little lock or the the gold lock that says you're in a secure server? Uh, HTTP is the protocol that sends web pages. The S just means it's locked down and, and, and very secure, okay? So if you install the plugin HTTPS Everywhere, it will make sure that whenever you go to a site, it always asks for the secure link And by using the secure link You're getting a little bit more Encrypted in your in your Process as you do things So HTTPS Everywhere Is a very good plugin to have because A lot of sites and strangely enough Especially government sites where you're Sending in your information like You know your property tax or whatever They're really bad at having A HTTPS link for you to log in And it's obnoxious Uh Side note, government sites that won't let you make passwords longer than eight characters should all be shut down immediately. That's just absolutely horrible. Okay, now the one that a lot of people have heard about for various reasons but didn't really know what it is, is a VPN, that's a virtual private network. So many people assume that if you download a VPN software and you put this VPN software on your computer that is going to lock things down for you and you're protected. And that's not necessarily so. One thing a VPN will do for you, it will, it will encrypt the information end to end. And all that means for the non nerd people is imagine if I'm having a conversation and I'm having a conversation with, with my buddy Topher. And I want to make sure that nobody else understands. I would whisper my conversation to another person in the middle, right? Uh, say, I'm my friend Lisa, who's who's watching. I'll, I'll, I'll tell Lisa my conversation in Korean, and then she'll go to the other end and she'll say it to Topher in English. That's almost like an encryption, <laughs> you know, because everybody else outside that doesn't understand Korean would have no idea what I'm talking about, right? So that's what encryption does. Your your browser, you're typing here. It scrambles everything into a bunch of mumbo-jumbo, rolls it across to the other end, and then it spits it back out in the English that you were typing or whatever language you're typing in. VPNs do that. They encrypt all the information, all the traffic from end to end. But a lot of trackers have figured this out and they know how to work with things that don't require encryption. So a VPN alone won't necessarily block you from trackers and a lot of modern trackers have learned That would reason why the number one reason people use VPN is not even the encryption. They use it to make your IP address look like you're coming from somewhere else. So, your IP address is like your home address, but you know, for the computer, it's just a bunch of numbers. And for instance, here I'm in Hawaii and I want to watch a Japanese drama on Netflix. I could open up my VPN, I use NordVPN, nordvpn NordVPN.com, and I can tell my computer to fake like it's in Japan and then it would allow me to go to Japan-only restricted sites and then I can see things that way. So that's the number one reason people use VPNs. It's to watch Japanese and Korean dramas. But the key thing to know that even with VPN encryption... And you know, just spoofing your address or you know your location, it won't one hundred percent obscure your identity. So make sure that if you're using a VPN, you still want to have your Ghostery or Privacy Badger installed, AdBlock Plus, and all of that. These will make sure that you're more secure. Hello, Satoshi Hisashiburi da yo. See that? Japanese encryption. Okay. Now, the one that people have heard about, again, similar to the VPN... Um, by the way, let me add one more thing to VPN before we back out of that conversation. I think it's very important to have a VPN, especially when you're traveling. When I'm using, like, hotel Wi-Fi and stuff like that, I don't trust those donkeys for anything. So I always... Turn on my VPN first And then I do everything with that So my suggestion is NordVPN is pretty cheap Uh, They're always running specials But there's a bunch of VPNs out there Um, Just, you know, pick one Most of them are good Express, Pure um, There's a cheap one called OpenVPN But I just like Nord Because they're pretty legit Now, the next thing we're going to talk about it's something known as the Tor Browser. Now, if you've been watching the news and you hear people talking about the dark web, you've heard of the Tor Browser. You just might not know what it is. It's it's Tor stands for the Onion Router. Now, this browser is 100% private. Like, it isolates every website you go to. It blocks all third-party trackers, ads, cookies. Like, there's no way it can follow you. It even... Deletes the cookies As you close the uh, One site to go to the next Like it deletes everything Tor is easy to install You just basically go to Thetorproject.org It's probably like A two button install Like you download the package You double click it And you're good to go If you know you want to do something And you want to check And you don't want to be tracked Use the Tor browser Here's a pro tip And like Here's a good example Of trackers and cookies Say I'm going to do my annual Japan trip And I go to United.com Unitedairlines.com Whatever the hell their website is I don't know I only fly Hawaiian But Say you go to unitedairlines.com And You're looking for a ticket from Honolulu to Japan And it says Okay round trip ticket is 850 bucks And I go "Ah, uh, I'm going to close that And then I'm going to go search some, somewhere else you can come back Hour, hour and a half later Search the exact same ticket And now it's eight eighty. You, If you put it off again And say, oh, I wonder why the ply fluctuate I'll wait, sorry, the price Not the pry, The why the pry fluctuate um, I'm going to go back And check the next day And now it's $950, same ticket Because the cookie says That you're shopping and you're desperate And you need to fly So I can just slowly creep the price up and you'll get in trouble. So what people tell you is try incognito mode. Well, airlines have gotten slick to incognito mode. That doesn't even work. If you search for price tickets in incognito mode and then go back and search again later and you use the same device, there's device IDs. So even with incognito, your device ID is there. It doesn't know that I'm Doc, it doesn't know that I live in Honolulu, but it knows that I am searching for the same trip on the same device. So, it gives you a higher price. Airlines have figured out how to ignore incognito mode. Well, open up the Onion Router, or the Tor Browser as we call it. If you open the Tor Browser, it deletes all those cookies. So, when you go back, they're not there. And if that's too fancy for you If you search for a ticket today and you don't buy As soon as you finish searching Delete cookies on your browser So that when you come back the next day It's not there But if you follow what I said in the previous 20 minutes You'll be safe So anyway, the tour browser is really good for doing things like Price shopping or You know, uh, filling out Health information online, filling out financial stuff If you're going to apply for a credit card online Use the tour browser or Firefox Focus Something that's going to Block all that information From getting out Right? And I used to think that The uh, airlines jacking the price Was a myth Until we've We've done these tests And Literally Within 10 to 20 minutes You'll go back And get a different price So If you ever Close a window On an airlines And you want to go back And try to get that same deal Unless it's a special Make sure you delete it Now uh, one more browser that I want to talk about is known as the Brave browser. Now, the Brave browser is is cool. It is also built on the Adblock and Chrome code base um, and what's really cool about the Brave. Not only does it stop these trackers and block cookies, but because of the way it blocks trackers and cookies, it's probably one of the fastest browsers out. Um, there have been, If you go on, on uh, the YouTube, University of YouTube, make sure YouTube.com slash DocRock, press the subscribe button, then search whatever you want to search. <laughs> if you go there and you look up like browser tests and you see Brave in the competition, it will almost always be the fastest browser. There is Brave for your mobile devices and there's Brave for your desktop devices. But that too is another amazing browser. Right now, I would say... Safari is really secure, but it's not as extensible, meaning you can't put in as many plugins and things like that. Um, The Brave browser and Firefox are probably the most secure, and the old standby, which most people use right now, which is Chrome, is probably the worst, because the biggest ad tracker in the planet is the same Google that owns the browser that you're using. So, although I use Chrome all day, every day, If you don't know how to install the plugins or you don't take my advice from the beginning of this show and install these plugins, don't use Chrome. If you're going to be the guy that just wants to use a browser without installing stuff, get Firefox or Brave. And that'll just, it'll be tighter. You know, it's a little bit safer. Now. One last thing I want to talk about one of the other trackers that's going on and a lot of people don't know about is the way they track your email address. your email address is your digital footprint for like the whole planet. So if you're like me I have an email address that I use to sign up for stuff until I'm absolutely sure that you're gonna you're gonna like it. but if you're not that dude, there is something known as 10 minute mail. If you go to 10 minutemail.com, It will give you a random obscure email address that you can use to log into something and then they'll send you the confirmation email to, you know, approve that you can use that site and you go to 10 minute email and as long as you do it within 10 minutes, you'll get that email, you approve your account, all good is gone and then that disappears. Now, if you decide you like that site and you believe they're trustworthy, you can convert it to your real email address and your profile and you're good to go. But if you don't, there's no trace of you left In their servers You know Like if you were to go and check All the places that have your email address Things that you forgot about uh, Some of the most dangerous ones Are sites that are no longer maintained But they're still active uh, that People go and they, they scrub To get databases Or uh, user login data For sites that used to be up That no longer exist Right Like um Someone can get the user database from old FriendSpace. <laughs> I think that's what it was called. Friendster, Friendster. That's what it was. And there would be a lot of information before you knew you were supposed to be keeping all of this stuff, you know, sort of locked in. Um, again, we I've said this a couple of times and not to sound fanboys, that's what the whole point of Apple's new uh, sign in with Apple. That's what they're trying to do is give you obscure email address that never really reveals your info. Um, Not as many apps as I would like to have fallen into that category yet, and hopefully more will jump on. But if you're an Android user or somebody like that, check out 10 Minute Mail. It's a great way to obscure your email while you sign up for something you're not quite sure about until you have had a better chance to vet them. That's it, another one in the books, people. That was a really fast rundown, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of questions. Well, you can send those questions. You can you can uh, go to solid.fm and at the bottom of the post about this podcast, there'll be a place to leave comments. You could always uh, direct message me on the Twitter at the Solid Pod, or on our IG page. It's Solid Pod. Just if you have any questions or something and you want to get to me and uh, you know dig deeper or make sure you set everything up right, do that. And if you're curious as to how much you're tracking, I would say. Privacy Badger is the, is the best one to kind of show you what's going on. You can see what it's doing. Or do something like delete your cookies and then open up the folder where your cookies reside and then just search the web and watch how fast you'll get tons. Like I went to our local newspaper. They have something like 84 trackers on the local, local newspaper site. It doesn't make any sense why they would do that. They have no reason whatsoever to, to track you that much, other than they're probably one of the worst places for having tons and tons of unnecessary ads <laughs> while you're trying to get the news. That's it. Another one in the books, people. Make sure you follow the podcast at solid.fm. Also, don't forget you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Google Play Store. And now, as of last week, on Spotify strange thing though on spotify you have to actually type in the whole title the solid podcast by doc rock in order to find it for now but as more of you subscribe the better it will get i'd like to thank you guys for checking out another episode of the solid podcast don't forget the show notes will be on solid.fm also there will be a follow-up youtube video which will be linked in the same location in order to show you better but this has been another solid podcast with your man doc rock aloha and aho oh, yho.